0: This is the Wizard's Nightshirt podcast, episode 36. <laughs> Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 36. I'm Rebecca, and here with me are trapdoor operator to the stars, Will.
1: I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he pulled an invisible lever. Nobody no one can see that, but let me paint a picture with my words. And then also we have Light Hope's LED lamp technician, Scott.
2: I can use a screwdriver. Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can't we all? Shira. Yeah, so uh, here we are all back here, and so many exciting things have happened. And Halloween is over, but I had to say Halloween one more time because you know how that is. And then my birthday is over, and uh, that that was fun. And candy madness has ended for for the for the season. So I gotta I gotta like you know get back on the wagon.
1: We still see uh, dregs of candy around at work. And stores trying to get rid of it.
2: Do they still a big bowl of Whoppers has showed up at work? (laughs)
0: Whoppers of all the candy in the world. Somebody's just like I. I invested in Whoppers for this Halloween season, and they're like I'm done with them.
2: Yeah, I guess they couldn't give them away. (laughs) 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 that's how good they are.
0: Okay, does anyone like Whoppers? Is this a uh, controversial opinion? So
2: so a coworker of mine has decided that past the age of like forty to forty five year old males. They just start to like Whoppers because he he said that his dad really liked Whoppers. And I'm like, my dad loved Whoppers. And I'm like, I really just don't like them.
0: No, is it so? Like one day you're going to wake up and you'll be like, I want to crunch on some some nasty like
2: oh. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe it's the malty flavor of it. Like it reminds them of the malt. It's an old person flavor. It is. Yeah, yeah like it reminds me of the '60s, okay. going to the, like the soda shop and getting a malt there.
0: Okay. I, I used to
2: have a
1: friend who worked with me at the movie theater, and that used to be his preferred candy. And he used to tell me if I find any loose whoppers that somebody dropped in a seat, just to sort of collect them all up no, and give them to them. No, uh, we'll like on the the Yeah. Ew. We'll be cleaning up after Mission Impossible 3 and he'd be like, give me them whoppers. <laughs>
2: no that's, way. Like, that's like snow caps. That's candy you throw at people. <laughs> <laughs> or throw at the screen because yeah. the movie's so bad.
1: If we were going to connect candy at all to He-Man, just briefly, can we decide what sort of candy uh, unicorns would prefer or, or candy that you would like to eat while riding a unicorn?
2: I've seen these like Twizzlers that are multicolored, like rainbow. Those okay, are those good. are good. That's a good idea. Yeah, good. yeah. I could see, I could see a, rain- or a unicorn munching on some of those. I'm trying to think of some other one. I'm
1: gonna go. I'm gonna go. Gobstopper because of the layers. Of, I'm thinking rainbowish type things. Well, that
0: sounds like a choking hazard though, because you know that unicorn could buck a little bit or hit a little turbulence That's when you're flying. It's generally
1: unsafe to ride a unicorn, despite what Cristallo would have us believe.
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
2: Nerds. Nerds, I, I feel like nerds would be a <laughs> good one. Yeah, yeah good one. I'd like to ride a unicorn and eat some nerds. Yeah, yeah,
0: and then like through s- a
2: rainbow, you would like fly through a rainbow of nerds. <laughs> I, it's not. I mean that that would I mean, be delicious. It'd be yeah, I mean Skittles. That's yeah, taste the rainbow. That's, but that's a little but, too but, on the nose. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It yeah. is.
0: Uh, like cotton candy also just generally a good rainbow. Oh, thing. that's
1: good. Yeah, okay.
0: you did not have cotton candy at your movie theater that you worked at, did you?
1: No, we had a. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, a garbage bag full of popcorn <laughs> that we would load up in the morning. Okay, here, Delicious. Here, here's a here's a no. here's a good tip. If you are going to see a movie first thing when the theater opens, do not get the popcorn because what happens is they take a popcorn from the night before, you load it up in a garbage bag, and then that's the morning popcorn. Then they'll make fresh popcorn.
2: No, they they don't do that anymore. Uh, we did. You did <laughs> probably. They don't do it anymore.
0: I will confirm that we did that when I worked at Dollywood, although it wouldn't be like the next morning's popcorn. They would bag it up and sell it like in the bags at the concession stand as you're exiting the park. If you're like, I'm leaving Dollywood and I need some popcorn for the ride home. Like, (laughs) bam, it's old. Take it.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure they could sell and be like, this is some cheap popcorn. And you're like, yes, it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's $4. a reason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even I don't remember the prices. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was uh, good times. Delicious things to eat.
3: The popcorn can't be beat.
0: At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing she Season 1, Episode 36, The Unicorn King. Original air date was October 25th, 1985. And in this episode, She-Ra must stop Hordak from enslaving all the unicorns on Unicorn Island.
2: Oh my god. Oh my. I
0: know.
2: All the unicorns.
0: <laughs> so is that why you picked this one for us to review, like, the full length of? Because that just seemed too ridiculous for... to not...
1: Yeah, I remember there were a couple of them that, without knowing what happens, I felt like they just represented the epitome of, like, um, 80s, what marketing people thought girls would like, and I just needed to see how deep and how ridiculous it got.
0: And the answer is very deep and very ridiculous. (laughs)
2: Were you a horse fan, a unicorn fan? Not to say that boys can't like unicorns. I was not. Okay. I
0: was not. This is an interesting point of discussion, and I always wondered why I was not a horse or a unicorn fan. Are you saying you hate
2: Lisa Frank, then?
0: Hers are horses from another dimension, so, like, it gets a pass. But, like, I am unicorn blind, I think, because it was well into the episode before I realized, oh yeah, Swiftwood is a unicorn. Isn't he?
2: <laughs> he changes into a unicorn. <laughs> right? I,
0: I know, didn't think about that either. I just thought he was a was festive like, horse. Right? Exactly. I was just thinking. Like, I was not thinking of the of the horn. Although does I he have a horn. I mean, yeah, when the episode was yeah. going, I wasn't no, thinking about it. Exactly. But that's exactly he's more of a horse like, a unicorn. I was so, he's unic- very horse like, well, yes. And he's very <laughs> majestic. I was very unicorn blind. I didn't even realize that Swift was a unicorn until he started having his unicorn feelings, huh. which we will discuss in a moment, but I was never a horse person. And the closest I came was I had one folder for my Trapper Keeper that had horses on it because, like, you were legally obligated as a Mm -hmm. girl in the 80s to have, like, one piece of horse merchandise, and that was mine, but that was it. That was it. I don't know why. I never, never got into them.
2: Well, did you get into unicorns? I, I only
1: recognize horses that are wearing battle armor. Did, uh, did,
2: did, your sister force it on you? <laughs>
1: no, she didn't. She did a lot of My Little Ponies though. We had a lot of ponies around the house. Okay,
2: did your He-Man guys ride My Little Ponies? That's a good
1: <laughs> question. I don't think the ages overlapped enough, so I don't think they. I don't. Think they rode any no, of the ponies? Hey, right, right. I think okay, she, I, did... I think she probably mixed them though. I think she mixed some X Men with her Barbies, so I, I imagine some X- Mister Sinister rode some ponies, probably. Yeah,
2: I think Barb. I think my sister had a Barbie horse, and I'm pretty sure He Man guys rode a okay, <laughs> <the> Barbie horse. <laughs>
0: that thing would have been huge for He Man. Yeah. I do not care scale. about proportions
2: when I was a <laughs>
0: uh-huh. He man us I riding like, the Maddie. The, like, this, is,
2: this is a mighty horse. This is, this is a, <laughs> the a, mighty Barbie horse. A, the steed of Is something. it so
1: wrong if I want to smell like Jasmine? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Barbie's horses weren't scented, were they? They were no, not. No. They were no. not. Oh. I did have... Were she were horses scented? I don't think so. Oh, okay. They should have been. They should like, have I like been. I did have my little
2: pony I should have been scented because it was furry. I don't know. <laughs> you
0: smell like cat fur.
1: I'm not going into battle unless I smell like licorice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking cloves. I really like the smell of cloves though. That just that just came to mind.
1: Peppermint Power He-Man.
0: That sounds wonderful. I've
1: seen I've actually seen a lot uh, some people trying to make some of the um She-Ra characters with uh, like custom custom Barbie doll painting and stuff. It's actually pretty neat.
2: Yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole subculture of uh, making your own action figures. It's some of them are pretty cool, and then some of them are like, "Why did you do that?" (laughs) There's a real cool. I I need to show you after whatever Uh, they made an Orco, but they made it like see through, and they made like a skeleton inside of it. Oh, so it looks pretty cool. So like, how
0: married are you to Orco if you can see his skeleton? That's like super married.
2: I think so. The, oh, that's
1: true. Married yeah.
0: and, and had kids. Orca
1: needs a horse. Teach him about responsibility. He, he would, flies, wouldn't he? He flies.
2: He doesn't need a horse. He didn't ride anything.
0: I remember reading Black Beauty when I was a kid, but it didn't it didn't really grab me. Just thinking of horses still. And I had a carnival mirror with a pegasus <laughs> on it.
1: And it ended... Poorly in that book, because what Lookie did to the stables. <laughs>
3: what did, the
1: <laughs> what did to the stables. They ended up with a big fire, didn't it? Oh, oh. Uh, did you see was, me?
0: <clears throat> <laughs> did you see? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lookie's a firebug. That's what we've decided. And then, um yeah, no, no, that's that's the end of horses. That's the end of. I thought you were going to blame Lookie for breaking the the wing of of Brightwing, this other unicorn that we're going to meet later. But yeah, no, uh, horses, good times, or not. Alright, before we start Act 1 of the Unicorn King, we're going to let you know about a new segment that you'll hear later in the show. Inspired by the TV show Cops, we'll be following some horde troopers as they police the bad villagers of Etheria. Now, Let's let's ride!
4: This is Swiftwing. In Act One, it's very clear that I am a unicorn. Very clear.
3: Well, what do you see, Mantana?
0: We begin here with uh, Hordak and Mantana in a little submarine mission scouting around. And Mantana's got the uh, periscope up, looking around for anything
1: well yeah i like that um the mission they were on was pretty much hordak wanted
2: to look for stuff to rule
0: <laughs> and <laughs> then also had to
2: rule more stuff
0: slash tool around in his submarine <laughs> yeah
2: he, basically yeah, he's, he just equipment. got a new submarine he's got a, he's got a, he's gotta take over something with it the sea fright the
0: sea fright which is a great name mm-hmm. and i love how they have to work that in with hordak like he's gotta have his ridiculous names for everything uh very enjoyable. I wanted to go for a ride on the Seafright. And uh, this is a really fancy submarine, too, because did you notice on the control panel, there were like multiple buttons. It wasn't <laughs> the old three-button setup that we've talked about. That it does that,
1: more than serpentoids on and off. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh-huh.
0: Grizzlore could not handle this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of funny he only picked one other henchmen to go on the mission with him. I guess the story and the script got too dense. If he had anybody else with him, it felt a little lonely. I guess anytime you have a submarine story, it does, but I thought it was kind of funny. He just picked only Mantena to go with him.
0: I did think that that was a fun choice for companion for him too, because again, like why? Like, like, okay. I'm imagining that tooling around in a submarine is a lot like riding in a boat, like going fishing, you know, like you don't know. (laughs) You're just, you're kind of at large, you're adrift in the ocean and like Mantana is that guy you want next to you. Okay.
1: Maybe they picked him because they knew they had to freeze some unicorns later and he's the easiest person to have beams with, or maybe because they needed somebody to look at a periscope and he's the most eyebally of all the creatures. He is
0: definitely the most eyebally. I think it's really down to that. It's like, who would we like to see looking through a periscope? (laughs) Mantana. Yeah. Like, you know, shadow weaver is not getting in a submarine. You know, she beneath her. It really is.
2: Yeah. She would just transport herself somewhere. She doesn't need that. Um but I, I think I think it was more towards their uh their um rapport between each other. I mean this is there's another episode too where he was also um controlling a tank or boat or yeah, it was a boat, wasn't it? And no. and it, they had the same kind of uh back and forth with like do you have a plan? Of course I have a plan. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, I remember that. So it's Horde... like
0: Gilligan and the Skipper? Ah,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like Mantena's the bumbling fool and Hordak is just so like... over it.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I remember uh they had they did have the same rapport in that uh Horde Prime takes a holiday episode, I think. I think that was the same. Oh, one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh, it's nice to have a few hours off duty. And it's such a beautiful day.
2: And then she she was just Hanging out.
0: Just hanging out. Now I'm having gonna, fun. I'm gonna ask you the the big question. Did you see Lookie in the first shot of Whispering Woods? And do you think they're just trying to get Lookie out of the way now? They're like, mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna worry about it. Just the literally the first shot that we have, bam, there's Lookie. Did you see Lookie?
1: I did not and at the end of the episode I didn't recall that um vignette at all. So was I was the, suspicious that they just drew a frame. They did
0: not. <laughs>
2: they did not i saw him
0: well, you saw
2: him too yeah i saw him i'm <laughs> starting to get mad i was, to get he was mad about looking that. like right at i mean it was full on his face yes, really It's yes, like they yeah. were not
0: even trying that's so
2: funny i didn't
1: i didn't look i didn't see him at all
0: clearly not no will's like getting jealous like me and scott have seen ghosts and he wants to see one
1: <laughs> yeah was he looking y'all are seeing uh, three men and a
2: baby with looky i can't find it <laughs> he's behind the curtain always yeah.
0: And then here we have another one of Shira's for no good reason transformations, um, because they just like, hey, it's nice out, let's go fly around. Bam, adora ra like in the first five seconds that she's on the screen, and then they decide to go tool around in the sky.
2: And yeah. then and then he gets a he gets a rumbling in his tummy. Something's amiss.
0: Oh yeah, something's wrong in the world of unicorns. Wait, something is wrong.
3: What is it? I don't know. I've never felt this way before. It started just now when I changed to a unicorn.
0: And again, this is where I, I mentioned a few minutes ago. I had no idea that Swiftwind was a unicorn until I was like, "Oh, I guess that that there is something about that." And then Swiftwind reveals that uh, the, he's sensing trouble with all unicorns, and of course, the trouble we know is that Hordak and Mantana have spotted Unicorn Island you know, in, in the periscope, and they now intend to take over it and make all of the unicorns their slaves or Hordex slaves. So...
1: I think the reason we don't think about Swiftwin as being a unicorn is because we never see him use his horn or acknowledge his horn. And I want to see him... Uh, stick people with it, or impale robots, or something like that, or shoot lightning bolts out of it, or something.
0: Or like let children play ring toss with it.
2: <laughs> or bl- I mean, he could have like a like like you said, light come out on blind people or something. You know, yeah. something not, not so aggressive as stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs> They're robots. They, he, does, he doesn't want to break it.
0: Well, you know, those unicorns did some good uh, back backwards kicks. You know, he could he could stab people with his horn. I mean, I uh, don't yeah, know. maybe
2: may, may like a bot. I could see a bot. Welcome, Shira,
3: princess of power. And you, Swiftwind. I've been expecting you.
2: So they go, I don't know what's going on. So then they go, let's go see Light Hope. He knows everything.
0: Yeah, my favorite person slash light. Light Hope, yeah. Um, light Hope was not annoying. He was relatively helpful. I'm always trying to find fault with Light Hope because we have a troubled past. Light Hope and I do. <sighs> But um, just because he
2: didn't tell you about himself so soon, yes,
0: yes, yeah. why were you up there, light hope? Why didn't you tell everybody why did you make She-Ra go through those trials and get her sword fixed? Just it's like jiffy loop, just change her oil and let her go. God,
1: yeah, now he's acting like more more like the sorceress. He's like the quest giver now,
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i, I so he does he he explains to them about Hordak's plan to enslave the unicorns, and um their task will be to get the unicorn king uh. On their on their side, they yes. have to, to win the trust of, the, of of the unicorn. They're always having to win the trust of kings. That's that's a common thing. Shira always always having to do
0: win the trust of unicorn king. In addition to just being on my bucket list, period. Um, it's a good task. It's a good task that they've been given.
1: It, is there a more exciting sentence to a little girl in the eighties?
0: No, and the fact that there is trouble on Unicorn Island, this is like little girl DEFCON 1. Like, oh what it's happening. It's all hitting the fan. We got to go. Go people, go. The well, unicorns are in trouble.
1: Well, do you think if if, if let's pre- let's pretend you're the marketing, you're the marketing guys for this and you have hilariously outdated ideas of gender roles for children did they think little girls are going to be excited by a submarine with uh hordack and mantena in it for like a good 10 minutes before everything's going on <laughs> like is that what little girls want to see they need they got to have catcher or somebody in there right
0: yeah maybe i don't know well, that's a good question and, and again like like because when i was little I was a prisoner of the syndication schedule because mm-hmm. it, it came on before we left for school basically. So we never really got to see it. So, um,
1: well, I know they always really struggled mm-hmm. with how to market Shira, and and they felt like they never got it right. And that's why they had to, you know, cut the show loose a little early. So it's, it's, it's funny seeing that they couldn't really ever land on what sort of, tone they wanted for the show when they really should have just written a good show which we've seen them be able to do
0: yeah and i mean when i was little i watched plenty of shows that weren't girly shows and i remember Mm -hmm. like thundercats and Silverhawks and all Mm -hmm. those i used to watch all of those you know in addition to the girly shows Mm
1: -hmm. and i watched the
2: girls i watched jim right (laughs) you did that's our next
0: (laughs) podcast is jim and the holograms i've never seen everyone
2: i probably saw it but i didn't it's, yeah.
0: w- it's real good. Is it, is it good? <laughs> it's real good. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what little girls would have thought about Hordak and Mantana, but I know for dang sure they'd be real jacked up to see all the unicorns of Unicorn Island.
3: <laughs> villagers. Bad villagers. Bad villagers. Bad villagers. Bad, bad villagers. Of a very young kid in the transport. transport made me tell you twice, Get in the transport, the transport. Cause you didn't, didn't want to play nice, bad villagers, villagers,
4: bad villagers, oh let's see now, I guess I've been a horde trooper since 1985, so three years, fried half my circuits in the battle of bright moon, and joined the tank patrol
5: to ride out the war, it's hard work, a lot of people don't know this, but we have to keep the peace and need these bummer towns we to be conquered. Makes it easy to collect taxes and set up bases. But I'll be honest, it's not worth it. These villagers, they're the worst. Not
4: a pair of pants between them, and you wouldn't believe the trouble they find.
0: Calling tank four. Come in, tank four.
4: This is tank four. Over.
0: Caller is reporting a noise complaint on the Devlin concourse. Says a band of trolls playing drums in the center of town.
4: Copy, we're headed that way. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: Good evening, villagers. We are responding to complaints about you carrying on in the middle of town. Indeed.
4: It is past sundown, and people must rise early to toil in the mines.
5: But we're playing Bum Bum, its favorite song. Yes, Kazar. we're quite familiar with Bum Bum, but you know the Accords say you can only play Bum Bum in the gully after midnight.
3: Yes, not all very well, but we like Bum Bum.
5: Bum-Bum is best beat for town.
3: She-Ra,
1: She-Ra, she likes my muscles in the biggest in the land. She-Ra, She-Ra, I beat the Seahawk in a race that we ran.
4: Who is this, Kazar? Do you know this person? That bow? he makes bad music. Nothing like
1: Bum-Bum. Welcome one, welcome all. You're just in time to see my famous show. People come from miles around to see my tricks, which I call fantasticals.
5: You go on home, Kazar. We don't want to hear about you again. We find better acoustics for Bum-Bum in Whispering Woods. bum 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 bum
1: And now it's time for card tricks. Pick a card. Pick any card. And I will tell you which card it is. Pick this card, though, will you?
5: Hey, shut up out there!
4: Put that away and state your name, please. Hordak. Sir, please step back.
5: Dispatch. A shirtless man is singing and performing aggressive street magic in the middle of town. He's carrying a tech bow... We may need backup.
0: Copy Trooper Badmex on standby.
5: Scan show. His name is Bo, and he has quite a record. I'm a
4: rake, a rogue, and a rebel. Uh,
5: you don't know when to stop, do you?
4: Place your hands behind your back, Bo, and prepare for transport to the Fright Zone. You can't take me if I turn invisible.
1: We can see you, sir. I've turned invisible, and it was easy as Bibble Pie. Get in the tank
4: and watch your head.
1: Sure, that's easy as Bibble Pie. Stop
4: saying Bibble Pie.
1: pick a card,
4: Well, that's not going to go. Trooper Bob gets cranky because he has emotions. He thinks he's a man.
5: I can't be a bot. I'm having an existential crisis. Did you see that? Pull over. I think we know that guy. (laughs) Dispatch, be advised. We're at mile marker 10, northbound on Old Mystic Road. We're bringing in a wiggle under the influence.
4: Hello, citizen, I'm Trooper Greg, and this is Trooper Bob. How
5: are you feeling tonight? I feel great. Boy, the ancients. Is that you, Sprocker? Yep. Sprocker. Did you get into the giggle barrier? No, never heard of the stuff. Sprocker, we're going to
4: need you to stop right there and put your hands over your head. What did you just put in your mouth, Sprocker? Spit it out! Spit it out!
5: I've, I've got it. Well, look at that! It's a whole bushel of Giggle Bear! You know that stuff's illegal!
4: Come on, Sprocker! You can laugh it off in the Fright Zone!
3: <laughs>
4: oh, that is so fake! You are not really laughing!
5: Affirmative! The effects of Gickleberry and the absurdity of Citizen Sprocker's behavior have elicited a humorous response in my neural
4: network. Well, at least one of us is having fun tonight. When I get back to base, I still have to fill out paperwork on the scruffers that keep knocking over Catra's garbage cans. Don't ask me why she wanted us to file a report. That's what it's like being a horde trooper.
0: Tank 4, come in Tank 4. This is a code red. Come in Tank 4. Hey,
5: maybe you'll have some fun tonight after all. I wouldn't bet on it.
0: This
1: is Tank 4. Over.
5: Hey, shut up back there! <laughs> uh, Copy. This is Tank 4. Over.
0: Tank 4, we have reports of arson at the Bluestone Palace stables. Immediate response needed.
5: We're on it, HQ. Tank 4 out. Bye, <laughs> Whoa, what happened here? You there, with the rainbow banded tail. Stop where you are.
3: Hey there, it's me again, Lucky. Did you find where I was hiding
4: today? Uh, yeah. Lucky, you say?
5: He's got a warrant. The computer says this guy's a real firebug. Escaped from Beast Island a year ago. Sounds like he's totally out to lunch. Rules aren't always fun. But your parents know best. Honesty is the best policy. We better get
4: the freeze ray to clean this place up and keep him still. Apparently his people are notoriously fast. Hey, what
3: are you doing? He's got your stun baton. Run! Uh, uh... Villagers. Bad Bad villagers. villagers. Bad villagers. Bad villagers. Bad villagers. I Have a theory I can get the transport. Don't make me tell you twice. Get in the transport Cause you didn't want to play nice Bad villagers.
1: Hordak, uh, Hordak and Mantena start their plan right away, and uh, we get to see Mantena swooping in on Unicorn Island in his really cool airplane that I don't think we've seen before. And it looks like his plane is uh, kind of modeled after like a manta ray. I-, I would guess that's what that's supposed to be. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. And it's got this little mandible stuff and the, and the uh, wide fin wings and everything. I- that was a really cool design, and he's um, got a swarm of bat bots with him. Yes, they're
0: called capture bots
1: (laughs) and their plan right now is to fire freeze beams and round up a bunch of unicorns and luckily um she-ra is uh there to do some uh punching and kicking
0: yeah we got a really good she-ra forward punch animation like you know the one that's so ubiquitous in he-man where it just straight punch at the camera she forgot to do that when she was fighting the capture bots and i did enjoy that
1: i was gonna bring that up too i thought that was so funny uh it, it was a it was a good animation i i love that they had to do that for her too i was cracking up thinking about them racking their brains for a way to reuse he-man's animation somehow like can we can we
4: just change the heads <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh with the punch mm-hmm. yeah yeah
4: Maybe Sira goes to a tanning bed before she punches
3: someone. <laughs> Stay where you are, the king.
5: Your highness, are the unicorns safe?
2: Yes, none were harmed.
0: Who
3: are you?
2: So, so they talk to the so they talk to the king.
0: Yeah, with the Unicorn King, and I love this because uh, it is one of my favorite things that they do in this series, is uh, when they have a, a species or a race that is uh, mistrustful of humans, and um, I love the little bit of dialogue that the Unicorn King had with she where he accuses Swiftwind of being a slave to a human. Yeah, that was fun. Ooh, I was like, ooh, we gotta think about these things now, this is good. Um, and I mean, quite seriously, it's not a bad thing for children to be thinking about sentience and animals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, unicorns aren't real. We know. <laughs> Do we know? No, they're real. Um, but like, I, I, I think that's really neat. I really enjoyed that little bit of uh, back and forth. And whoever was responsible for writing those in She-Ra, because they did the same thing with like the trolls. And then, you know, they like it, the, the bunny king. Like what do we know of war? You no,
3: know, that was awesome.
0: I love that. Like, king Gruff. I, I, yeah, King Gruff. I love when the animals in the show have their own set of values. Um, they could have
1: really you know, um, leaned into that for Shira's world, having like different animal kingdoms and, and that kind of thing. Like, there'd be like a king for each of the animal species or something. I was actually thinking when um, I was, we saw uh, Shira do a little bit of her. Um, animal healing powers which we'll talk about in a minute that you almost could have had a show that focused more on somebody whose primary mission was to help animals and I wonder if girls would have been a lot more into that show that it was more like a superhero who went and helped animals with their problems and was like a animal magic vet I I feel like I could pitch this show I think that would have gone
2: (laughs) up really well well I mean they have uh well it's your Doc McStuffins. I mean, That's she, what I was. Thinking. Oh, I yeah. never. I didn't know about that. I've never yeah, seen she, it. She doesn't but... do animals. She does stuffed. You know, she's she's like a little kid that pretends like she's fixing things, mm-hmm. but they' she can actually talk to the stuffed animals mm-hmm. and stuff, and and toys come to her and she fixes them up and like. Makes up diseases like sniffy coffee thing, or you know, does she whatever. give them
1: the diseases and then <laughs> fix no, no, them? No, they have the diseases. Like, <laughs> well, I could have made that show better. <laughs> yeah,
0: <exactly. laughs> Doc McStuffins unleashes a plague <laughs> on all animal kind. i'll
1: Stuff you full of sickness, <laughs> and yeah. I'll charge you to fix you. Is oh,
0: that, you all have that, smallpox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: You seen the velveteen rabbit? That was
2: all me. <laughs> but yeah, I. I, I <laughs> I could see a mystical creatures thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But it would, it would be too easy for her because she would just keep like putting her hand on them. Be like, well, we got, yeah,
1: we've got to circumscribe her power somewhere, somehow. That's yeah. true.
0: Okay, the Velveteen Rabbit. OMG. <sighs> I've not thought of that in a hot minute. Um, terrible story. Yeah, terrible I was story. pretty uh,
1: upset is, is, and moved by that story. About,
2: is, isn't it about Scarlet Fever? Mm-hmm.
1: I th- yeah, I was going to say
0: the little boy had does Scarlet it get, Fever. Does, it get, does the bunny get
2: burned at the end? Bunny
0: gets burned. Oh.
1: Uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the little movie I saw I don't know the, I, I think the bunny gets turned into a real bunny but several of his friends go into the fire
2: okay alright
1: that look he started <laughs>
0: <laughs> look he started the blaze of the belveteer rabbit he also, he, he also rabbit. started scarlet fever <laughs> 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 so that he could
2: burn things.
0: It's like we go back in a time machine, and there's just like 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 tribal people like in a in a circle, and then like they're speaking about the colorful man from the sky who has brought plague. <laughs> he's hiding
2: over there. Oh, he's
0: like, like
1: a like <laughs> a foreign species being introduced with his. With he his like plague. comes
0: in a meteor and <laughs> just starts ruining <laughs> ruining Earth. I bring
1: plague and fire.
0: <laughs> Did you find me,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Billy Joel's "We Didn't never, Start the Fire" was about Lucky.
4: You must never look for Lucky. Must only play bum bum to keep him away.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. Sound of bum bum keep Lucky away.
0: <gasps> uh, bum 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 bum.
1: So and, anyway, you were talking and about that's
0: the beginning of all music. <laughs> it's a good good story. <laughs>
1: You were talking about uh, this writer introducing a little bit. Just I looked up a little bit about her. She didn't do a ton of stuff. In fact, I think it was the only um, Master of the Universe episode she wrote. But she did um, a little bit with Star Trek and a little bit with Babylon Five, and then something weird. I think she wrote like four Ghostbusters episodes. So I think she was connected to J. Michael strazensky They may—I'm just making this up—but I think they may have even had a relationship at the time. And so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you are shipping old message no, no, no. universe actually, writers.
1: Actually, I think I read this. I think they did. They maybe—I think they divorced or whatever. I think but, I read this but, in my um, own
0: fan fiction. But
1: uh, those were all shows that I, I know he wrote four too. So I imagine, uh, they probably worked on the shows together or whatever. So I just thought that was, um, kind of interesting but the point of me bringing this up is I thought that she wrote something that was very much like a Star Trek next generation moment when she's uh, encountering this um, other culture and then she's having to um, respect their wishes not to interfere when they said that they um, were just going to leave the island instead of letting Hordak come and enslave them and she was like well I guess I'll have to let you do it and then how do we get to um, see why the king does not trust humans
0: Um, the the, uh, party In question, that he brings up as an example is actually just right there in the little greeting party, and that is uh, Brightwing, Mm -hmm. the unicorn with a broken wing, Mm -hmm. whom uh, no, it's
2: like sucked out of him, his wings are like like wilted and and droopy. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it looks, it was very upsetting, and um, he's right there. And then, according to the unicorn king, Brightwing was enslaved by a human. And, um, it was like a wizard and,
1: or something.
2: Yes, and she they they took away his flying power because he wanted to keep him near him. He didn't want him to get away. Oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah. That was that was a pretty neat story in, in and of itself. I thought that was uh, pretty moving. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was really it was really uh, striking. It really made really
2: made the point. I thought it yeah, was a don't good cripple idea. your pets because you don't want them to go away.
0: Yeah, and let's not ever clip anyone's wings. That is a really bad metaphor. Yeah, don't do true. that. That's the worst thing you can do.
1: And we'll we'll talk about it later, but I thought it set up a really nice mo- motif about about the, the trust and everything. Um, but how awful is that, that Brightwing's role now in the community is to be the example of uh, of lameness and shame? Like, it's like, we have an outsider. Bring in Brightwing. Come show her how pitiful <laughs> you are. Your life's terrible. I'm pretty You're scum.
0: I'm pretty sure people don't show up to Unicorn Island very often. <laughs>
1: right wing make them upset come come show your <laughs> come show your faith your, your highness we we must be going well he's just a horse then right well I guess he does have a horn oh you're just being cruel to him all right you're just calling him a horse <laughs> yeah. is that a pejorative for unicorns like horse oh, I
0: am no horse yeah I don't know I'm what, what like a, and
1: are horses and uh, do horses not like being dogged on by unicorns
0: probably not they're probably very snobbish about unicorns mm-hmm. They'd be like all of my majesty is in my haunches. Oh,
1: it's like the difference between like a like a uh, golden elf and a wood wood elf or something. Yes,
0: yeah, so it's just like that. Will
1: <laughs>
2: what are we talking about again? I'm talking about
1: elves. <laughs> I'm talking about the high elves compared to uh, like wood elves or, or something.
0: The difference.
2: Between... There's a high elf. Yeah. Is that
1: the mine elf? Well, it depends on which universe you're talking about, but like in, in Dungeons & Dragons or Elder Scrolls, or in Elder the Scrolls too.
0: Is, um, is that elf. the one that
2: shoots the air, bow and arrow?
0: That's a the
1: one. They're, they're all insulted right now. All elves <laughs> are mad. All elves are very mad, and their little pipsqueak voices are just out of control. They're so mad.
2: How many elf listeners do you think we have?
1: How many elf <laughs> <Is> it, listeners? <laughs> it, I don't know. Is it a majority?
0: Know. Hopefully a lot. <laughs> We're sorry,
1: <clears throat> but Wood Elves do better with bows, by the way.
2: Yeah, I like the I like the underdogs. I'll go with the Wood Elves.
0: Far goth.
4: this is Hornak, and I really wanted my own unicorn in
3: Act Three. I can fly! I can't fly!
1: So, uh, ra eventually uh, wins the trust of the Unicorn King by doing her Shira powers on Brightwing and restoring his wings. And so, the Unicorn King says that he will trust her to help them fight off Hordak so they don't have to uh, leave their beautiful island.
0: And this is right about this time that Hordak sends Mantena to shoot at Shira mm-hmm. on the island so that she will chase him and thus distract her while he comes and does his dirty work.
2: He, uh, yeah, he encases the island in a force field so the unicorns can't get out.
0: Yes, and so that is successful because she's busy chasing Mantena, who's like a little kid who's like telling on Hordak <laughs> as soon as he can because whatever powerful person is in front of him, he'll just go tell to. Hordak makes
3: me do it!
1: Yeah, I thought it was a little in- a bit <clears throat> of interesting character development for Mantenna that you see he's more... Um, pathetic and cowed than evil he was he was pretty much uh whining to shira that hordak made him do it which i thought was a pretty far cry from mantana's uh behavior in the pilot for shira where he couldn't wait to enslave that village but i I think i kind of like this character turn for him i think that fits more with who who we've seen him how we've seen him act
0: yeah i do i I did like that i uh appreciated that and then the idea that maybe someday mantana could uh be enticed to go away from the Horde because he's just a scared little boingy man. (laughs) (laughs) What creature? I don't know what he is. I don't
1: know. I'd like to see if there are other of him or if he was some sort of experiment.
0: (laughs)
2: Aww, <laughs> a, horde, a horde experiment gone wrong. I don't know like if, if he was
1: wrong? created. If he was a custom job, I don't know.
2: Maybe he'd been alright if he didn't have four, the, the two useless legs. <laughs> he looks, he looks kind of
1: like Moduloc that that I know we'll see like in season two. So I, I don't know. I feel like they could be related.
2: I Think they're of the same. Maybe they both kind
1: of got like the red or... ant thing and the four legs. Yeah. I don't
0: know. So uh, Hordak is successful at uh, putting the force field over Unicorn Island, and the unicorns are like, "We thought Shira was going to help us." And I'm like, "Okay, unicorns." Yeah, like, just you take know, it down a notch. Give her a second. Yeah. And her solution is to get up under the force field by going for a dive, and then doing this awesome, boring tunnel, swirl, spin, twirl up through the earth. Uh, from beneath and i feel that we should get elon musk on the phone and and ask him if he's thought about this technique for the boring company because yeah. it just seems like a good way of boring a good method
1: uh i like seeing that uh shira uses her uh, terrain and environment a lot more than he-man did he-man's always just crunching rocks out of the way to do everything but you see her in in the in the water and in, in the sky and Pulling tapestries and burrowing mm. under things, she's she gets she 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 uses the whole backdrop. Laugh
3: if you want, but my force field has your friends my prisoners, and as soon as I get back to my sea fright, I'll take care of you.
0: Now that she is there, uh, she and the Unicorn King hatch a plot to get up to the force field generator, which is, I guess, kind of hovering, flying at mm-hmm. the top of the force field. And um, in order to accomplish this, he decides that he will trust her and allow him to ride on his back, and he will fly them up there so they can disable the force field. And um, I thought that was a really nice moment.
1: I thought that was really good, too. I thought I thought she set that... Um... Piece of the story up really well. I, it, in a way, it seemed uh, like totally obvious they would do that, but it was really elegantly done. I feel like the moment was earned. I, I kind of liked it for all the silliness of it. I thought that was that was well done. It's a good story beat. It made a lot of sense. And and uh, he was such a um a tough character to convert. It was it was especially satisfying. And uh they milked that a little more because to destroy the force field generator, uh, Shira says she's going to jump off of his back and then he has to catch her later and then when he does he, he has to watch him get it she says we'll just chalk it up to trust yeah I, I guess let, let. <laughs> we get it we get it
0: like <laughs> you made him nervous she <laughs> yeah this isn't swift wind he doesn't know about horse tricks i'm sorry unicorn tricks Bye.
3: mantana I'm very unhappy. Do you know what that means?
0: And then, um, so when they're successful with that whole operation and endeavor, then that leaves Mantana and Hordak to flee in shame in like this bathtub toy looking boat. What happened to the submarine? She sunk it. Oh yeah, she yeah yeah yeah. There there we go.
2: Did so she bust a hole in it? Yeah, thing, she tried right? to kill him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's okay.
1: Yeah, she cut a hole in it and threw it uh, deep in, uh, into the into the ocean, and uh, it started filling up, and then. Uh Hordak and Mantenna rise to the top in a little uh, escape pod. But Hordak still has a trap door in the escape pod. And mantenna falls through it. But then that starts sinking. And then Hordak turns into a rocket (laughs) to chase Mantana. And it just never stops. Which I thought was pretty funny. It was like Looney Tunes or something.
0: It was. Mantana was also uh, swimming pretty... uh, He had a a strong stroke on him. Well, he
2: has four legs. I guess so.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess your legs are probably what makes you a good swimmer.
2: Yeah, probably better... Probably better swimmer than a walker, because <laughs> the two legs got to You know, get in the way. I wonder if he crawls like a spider.
0: Yo, that's you think? upsetting. On all six.
2: Oh, legs? I wish he did. That would be better. Yeah, because I think he could actually work his legs then. Like if he's walking straight up.
1: Let's just make our own creature, and I want his torso to have like 360 rotation. Yeah, so he's just as my antenna. Yeah, so he can just shoot everywhere. Like a turret? And, yeah, and look at everything. He's just like a mobile spider tank.
0: Well, you can get right on that. Okay. And if you want help with that, then you may have to enlist a team to help you. Or as Lookie tells us in in our moral, you have to do cooperation. Today's story was about cooperation. Because that's what it was about. This was about cooperation, and he said it like that, too. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, you need to cooperate for things like setting very large fires or (laughs) or things like that, I guess. Yes.
0: Yeah, and uh, also, did you notice, like, I, I found it a little grating when don't i find looky grating but um when uh he was like did you see me this time and then he goes hope you find me next time and i'm like don't assume failure on my part looky that's very presumptuous of you okay i
1: think he's feeling the heat i think he's feeling like people are starting to ask questions about whether he's necessary is lucky (laughs) is lucky getting redundant do we not need him
2: well i mean they've committed now because it's episode what is it now
0: Thirty six. No, 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 that's thirty six. Well, our ours. show.
2: That's our, our show, show. You're no, tired no. of. Not it's also thirty six. No, it? <laughs> oh wow!
0: Okay. It is. Go. Good job,
2: Rebecca. Will. We did I not wrote, look. We did not look down below.
0: I wrote it down. <laughs>
2: thirty six and thirty six. We've evened up.
0: And then I turned thirty six this week. That's true. What does it all mean? Let's go play the lotto.
2: It means you and Lookie have a lot in
1: common yes.
0: <laughs> Yep, and who fires Who could do Lookie's
1: <laughs> job Who could do Lookie's job that we would like to see Towel. Yep, yep totally. Light Hope
0: <laughs> Light Hope huh. Did you see me?
5: I was glistening in the woods
0: Like shut up Light Hope, we yeah, I feel didn't like see all, you
1: Yeah, I feel like all his lessons would be uh, Would be pretty <gasps> esoteric they, they, They'd be like um,
0: Find the light inside you
2: how about how about, yeah, how, about Unic- you, how about how about you? You bomb it. How about how about Swiftwind? Oh,
0: he could do him.
2: Yeah, he could do him. He's got the voice for it. Well, yeah. they take turns, and then he's, and he, he-, he could put his like leg up on a ski do. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it, right? Just hanging. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would be a good one. Well, so do we want to talk ratings here?
2: Mm-hmm. I think we should.
0: Okay. Would anyone like to go first? Scott? Scott? How about you? What are you thinking about this one?
2: Um, I'm not gonna. I, I liked it. It was it was pretty good. Um, it had unicorns and uh, not a lot of characters. But like bad guy characters. I go three point eight, mm-hmm. and I only went low that low because. Hordex ship did not have Hordex face on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I would have went up in the fours if, if that happened.
0: I said seafrights. Seafrights. Okay. Three point seven actually okay. was what I wrote down, and that was without any consultation with you guys. So I feel we're pretty close there.
1: Okay. And for similar reasons.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it it. Um, the, the things that I do like are all obviously I love the animal diplomacy. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. I like that a lot. But it was it did feel like a very small story, mm-hmm. and I I like it better when the stakes are higher mm-hmm. and there are more characters around. Yeah.
1: That m- that makes sense. Actually, uh, that brings up a good point. I've noticed that I really like the animals stuff in Shira. I was I'm surprised to notice that, but I guess I do. I especially love King Gruff. I'd watch a King Gruff spinoff. He's he's like a Usagi Jimbo for them or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I would say I would give this I would give this a three. Um, <laughs> I think it's because I think it's because of uh, my personal preferences. I, I have w- very low patience in any TV show episodes that feel disconnected from the rest of the series, even if it was a good standalone episode. yeah,
0: It was literally on an island.
1: You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it, it took true. place
0: apart from the world, you know?
1: I mean, I mean, you know, I know one-shots were a lot more um, common before the alts and everything, but I really just felt... Like this episode could have not happened, and it would be it wouldn't have made any difference in anything, and that always bugs me. And then I feel like Hordak was disconnected from the rest of his people, and it and it just seemed like a little outlier story, and that that always bugs me. But it was uh, a lot better than I thought, and I really liked that moment when she uh, gained the uh, King Horse Unicorn's trust. So three point three point five (laughs) point one. You can do that. Not how numbers work. (laughs)
0: It's been a day or two since your math classes. We're going to have to go get that teacher, Serena, to teach you some from the good textbooks <laughs> that they didn't burn. Quit telling lies about the Horde. Glory. <laughs> That's our show for today. Next week, we'll be reviewing Season 1, Episode 36 of He-Man, The Search, which features Zodak, Eternia's grooviest warrior.
1: If you'd like to follow along with the show you can find our episode guide at thewizardnightshirt.com.
2: if you have any questions or comments for us to discuss you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com
1: you can also follow us on facebook or twitter and now instagram and you can subscribe to the show on itunes
0: okay we want to thank you for listening and please remember it takes more than a mere trust exercise to win the trust of the unicorn king
1: give us all a nay everybody try it
0: yeah, do you do it with your lips or with your I do it with my voice.
1: Let's all do it on three. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to do it without Rebecca doing it. One, two, three. That's not on me. You can't
0: do it. Well, you got to do, do it. I'm not going to do
1: it. I'm <laughs> just going to
3: lay that's out. A that's a win. Okay. On three. <laughs> yeah. I and all night, and the gods. Have me fixed in their glorious sight when you're fighting be fightful never dare to be rival. for one day is the last day you'll face down the horde one day you'll marauders no more don't you like my plan oh yes would you rather stay here and arm wrestle with me? Villagers! <laughs> Bad, Bad, villagers. villagers. Bad villagers! Bad villagers! Bad villagers! I've a theory i young kid in the transport. Don't make me tell you twice.